وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وسلم تسليما كثيرا يا أيها الذين آمروا تقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس تقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We send peace and blessings upon our beloved messenger Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam upon his family, his companions and those who follow them until the end of time. The last few weeks we were giving a series of khutbahs on some of the principles of faith. And we discussed how one of my old teachers, mashallah, Dr. Hassan al-Shafi'i, he revived uh, this effort to study faith through the lens of principles instead of through the lens of argumentation. Because what happens, we find that people when they restrict studying aqidah strictly to arguing with one another, this is not really going to be a means to create the ground by which the ummah can grow. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not grow the ummah on differences. وَأَلَّفَ بَيْنَ قُلُوبِهِمْ لَوْ أَنْفَقَتَ مَا فِي الْأَرْضِ جَمِيعًا مَا أَلَّفْتَ بَيْنَ قُلُوبِهِمْ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ أَلَّفَ بَيْنَهُمْ Allah said that Allah brought them together. They were, they were, they were in a state of disunity. And you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if you spent every penny you had to unite them, you could not unite them. But Allah united them. And Allah says in the third chapter of the Quran, وَكُنْتُمْ أَعْدَى You were enemies. فَأَلَّفَ بَيْنَ قُلُوبِكُمْ And Allah brought you together. وَكُنْتُمْ عَلَى شَفَى حُفْرَتِمْ مِنَ النَّارِ And when you were not together, you were close to the, the cliff of hell. فَأَنْقَذَكُمْ مِنْهَا And Allah saved you. Later on he says, فَأَصْبَحْتُمْ بِنِعْمَتِهِ إِخْوَانَا It was the blessing of Allah that you became brothers and sisters. That's why one of my teachers used to say, when Ahl sunnah finds itself divided, it has to understand this is the adhab of Allah. And when Ahlul Sunnah finds itself, or the Muslims, excuse me, find themselves, Sunni and Shia, find themselves united, this is the Rahmah of Allah. So, it's not, especially for those of us who converted, we already came from hyper-differences. Crips and the Bloods, now we got this group and this group in Islam. We're used to this. As one convert told me, I've never seen anyone hate better than the Muslims. And I never saw anyone love better than the Muslims. It's like they're mercurial. I don't get it. 
So the reason that Dr. Hassan and Shafi, the brothers can scoot forward again and then give some room for the sisters so they can scoot forward, mashallah, yafsahillahu lakum. Allah will make room for you in Jannah. It's in the Quran. I'm against the wall, so you're good. You can come all the way up, man. So that's why Professor Shafi now, mashallah, is nine years old. He said we need to talk about faith in the form of principles because the Muslims are so successfully disunited, subhanAllah. That doesn't mean that we don't have wrongs. Of course we have wrongs. But there's hikmah in how we address the wrongs. One of the principles that we talked about first was the what's called qa'idatu takrim, is respecting people regardless of their race or ethnicity or their language or their social economic class or where they're from. The second thing, and this is the principle that we're talking about now, now, is that we believe as a prophetic community in the hereafter. We believe in death. Imam Ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah, he said, death is so important, the hereafter is so important, that it's mentioned on almost every page of the Quran. The first four pages of the Quran I just read, every page there's a verse that says, you're going to die. And how are you going to die? And that's very important because as we saw just a week ago with the death of Kobe Bryant, people were shocked, like death, Allah says, أَصَابَتْكُمْ مُصِيبَةُ الْمَوْتِ And those people in that plane. In the hel helicopter, Allah said, the musibah of moat came to you. Musibah means a test that rocks you, that shakes you, that freezes you. Allah said, the musibah of death hit you. It hit you, meaning it came when you least expected it. And there are so many ahadith of Sayyidina Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that remind us of death and to live for a higher purpose. And oftentimes these hadith that's why Imam Ibn Hajar Haythami, not uh, Ibn Hajar Al Asqalani, he wrote a book, The 40 Hadith That Say, Man Kana Yu'minu Billahi Waliyum Al Akhir. Who believes in Allah in the last day, let them do this. Who believes in Allah in the last day, let them do this. So belief in Allah and the hereafter is tied to good deeds, to living a life of purpose. The reason I say that is every salah, we're reminded of this meeting with Allah. But how can we frame? Because we said the principles of Aqidah are meant to help us frame individual policy that then extends to public policy and how we engage people. Allah subhanahu wa didn't make the prophets just to live in the mosques. The masjid is for Allah. But then Allah describing them, He said, The prophets were in the markets, even though the markets were the host, most hated place to Allah. The prophets were in the market bringing people to Haqq. Because they know that religion has to be in the public sphere. One brother, he was complaining to me, all these Muslim youth, they're lost, this, 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 Muslim youth, this, this, this. I said, how many Muslim youth do you know? So brother, you play Fortnite all the time. 48-year-old man playing Fortnite. Worried about the Muslim youth. You just got capped by a Muslim youth. Why don't you go and try to talk to them? You can't blame the sick if you close the hospital. So the prophets are posited in the public sphere purposely. Allah says, so no one can have an excuse. 
We sent the Prophet so no one can have an excuse. Your job, O Muhammad, is to make everything clear. And we are also posited as an ummah in the public sphere. You're put, Allah says, you are sent for the benefit of people. The reason I say this is when we think about the hereafter, we may not understand what is the capital in this life that allows us to monitor ourselves and see how I'm living. What am I up to? Allah says, Let every soul look to what it sends for tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning actually means Yawm Al-Qiyamah. But it's called tomorrow morning because don't think it's far away. They think it's far, but we know it's close. But Sayyidina Muhammad he taught us how to check myself. There was a song, check yourself before you wreck yourself. How do I check myself? Some people are guilty of DUIs, but some of us are guilty of DUD. Driving under the influence of dunya. It's funny, but we know it's true. How many of us, we told ourselves, straight ratchetness was fine? Because our nafs put that gift wrapping on it and said, it's okay, Allah is merciful. Allah will forgive you, and then after you do it, Allah will never forgive you. Don't go back to the ummah. We recite every day, Sota Fatiha, Madiki al Middin. Madiki al Middin. Madik is a very interesting word. We think about Black History Month, Madik Shabazz. The Imam of the American Muslim community is Malcolm X. Rahimahullah. BMI, this month we plan to take a trip to visit his grave and make dua for him and ask Allah to give us just a drop of his sincerity. But Madik is the one that, that is going to judge how you used his mulk. That's how we should understand it. The Madik is the one that makes muhasaba. Yuhasib al-nas ala ma'atahum min mulki. If you speak Arabic, it's very clear. The Madik is the one that calls you to account for how you used what he gave you. What he gave me. We say, Madiki yawmiddin. That's how I'm living. How am I using the muk that Allah has blessed me with? And the first step to this is to understand, and this goes against critical theory, that all power isn't a bad thing. We need to be careful of people who in the name of religion encourage us to get beat down until we tap out of dunya. We need to be careful of that kind of message like, you know, just take it to the jaw, don't stir the pot, be quiet. You can't read Malcolm and follow that method. You know, brothers, alhamdulillah, whatever happens. But mulk, we believe, as mentioned by Imam al-Laqani and Jawhar al-Tawheed, He said that we believe that risk, because risk is what we're given from Allah's mulk. The provisions are from Allah's sovereignty. He said, risk is what was given to you by God for you to make benefit of. So when we take Allah's mulk, 
that he's bestowed upon us and we use it for benefit, sara rizqan. It became a provision. That's why Allah says, وَمِمَّا رَزَقْنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ What we risk them, I'm going to say it in English so you can understand it. The Arabic word risk, right? What we risk them, not risk in English. They spend. يُنْتَفِعُونَ بِهِ they, they believe that what we gave them, they should give it. They should spend it. So now it's risk. Now we call it risk. There's a few important things we believe. That if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us certain abilities and talents, if we don't use them, he will take them away from us. This is an authentic hadith of Sayyidina Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he bestows upon a person a talent and they fail to use it, he will take it from them and give it to someone else. Number two, we believe we're powerless. And that's the key to really having a great relationship with Allah. As one of my teachers used to say, make me rich by feeling impoverished to you. Don't make me poor by feeling free of you. And that's what we find in the Quran in three contexts. The prophets say, لا أملك لنفسي ضر ولا نفع I, I don't have the ability, the Prophet said, Ibrahim, I don't have the ability to help myself. I have no mulk. I have no real power to protect myself from harm. That's the first context. The second context, we find the Prophet say, I cannot protect myself from bringing any benefit to myself. I can't harm, I can't benefit. That means what? Inni Abdullah. I'm the servant of Allah. Al-Malikul Mulk. And then for other people, no true power. Sayyidina Ibrahim, illa qawla Ibrahim li abihi la astaghfiranna lak. When Sayyidina Ibrahim said to his father, for those of us who are converts, sometimes our parents, my brother was Abu Jahl, now he's Abu Talib. Took time when I first became Muslim, my brother was Abu Jahl. I used to call him, you're Abu Jahl. He said, who's Abu Jahl? I said, don't worry about it. <laughs> now I told him, you're Abu Talib. He said, who's that? I said, an ally. He said, Ibrahim, even though his father treated him that way, he said, I will ask Allah to forgive you now. وَمَا أَمْلِكُ لَكَ مِنَ اللَّهِ مِنْ شَيْءٍ But I have no power to help you. And oftentimes in activism circles, we may forget Allah. We get caught up in the cause. Maybe as influencers, we forgot. You're not an influencer. You're mu'athar. You're not mu'athir. You're the influenced because كُلُّ تَعْتَ سُلْطَانِ Because everything is under the Sultan of Allah. That doesn't also mean that we're complacent because the one who has all power and authority told us to what? I'malu, get busy. Even though I'm all powerful in my power and in my transcendent knowledge, I'm telling you, believer, work for Jannah. Sari'u ila mawfiratim min rabbikum. Race for it, the Quran says. Wabtahu min Allahi rizqa. Seek provisions from Allah. That's why my teacher said you can't affirm transcendent knowledge and not work hard. Because the one who had perfect knowledge told me, work. We get it twisted, right? 
We say, well, since Allah knows everything, I'm not going to do anything because he knows everything. You can't say that because the one who knows everything told you to get busy. Well, I, you know, no, 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 you just want a Netflix binge. You don't want to work for zero waste. You don't want to work for climate change. You don't want to work for BLM. You don't want to work to change the prison industrial complex. You don't want to stop bombs dropping on Yemen. You just want to chill. My teacher, when we first converted, we used to tell him, man, we're going to chill. He's from Senegal. He said, you chill too long, you're going to thaw in hell. I said, ooh, I'll be at the masjid tomorrow, 4 a.m. We got there and the masjid was locked. Right? But Allah is Malik. And there's something beautiful in Surah Fatiha, as we finish the first part of the khutbah, that we read Surah Fatiha two ways here. Sayyidina Shatabi said, Only two of the seven Imams read it the way most of us read it. The majority they say, If you're from West Africa, you know this qira'ah. Why? Because Malik is milk is mulk. And madik is from milk, like what you drink, milk. Remember that. Milk does the body good. Milk does your dunya good. If you use it right. If I use it right. The milk of Allah, not the milk in the store. Why? Because mulk means everything belongs to Allah. Milk, I can say, هذا ملك لي. That specifically is my property. So when we say that means nothing great or small escapes Allah's power. Nothing is minuscule. Everything belongs to Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Baqarah, He made us responsible for how we use this mulk to live for the hereafter. We talked about Qarun last time. He used the mulk that Allah gave him for what? Dunya. I don't mean dunya in the sense of like, you know, dunya in a normal way, in a, in a moderate way is okay. Ain't no telling nobody live in a cave or nothing. But opulence is what we want to be careful of. We are not an opulent community. We are a community that believes in discipline. So Allah in the Quran, because I remember when I first converted, the brothers from Jama'at Tabliq, they kidnapped me. I didn't know who they were. I was like, okay, I'll hang out with you. It was like a 40-day hangout. I was like, wow, this is a long, long vacation, man. But they took me to this grocery store in an old neighborhood that I used to be in. There was a brother. He was selling all kinds of Haramco, basically. He had Haramco. So I went in. I was like, man, you're selling 40 ounces of old English, man. You got like, if you remember this stuff a lot, Mad Dog 2020 in the grocery store, man. Your name is Abdul Malik. He's like, you know, brother, the prophet is the one responsible for that. We are not responsible for that. We are not like prophets. People say that all the time. Why don't you pray Fajr? Oh, I'm not like the prophets. What do you mean to your parents? Oh, I'm not like the MBI. Why don't you smile? Oh, I'm not like the prophets. That became like the perfect alibi now. Oh, I'm not like the prophets. Watch what the Quran does. The Quran does not, the Quran is like my old grandmother in Tonkwa, Oklahoma on Sunday morning. If you don't go to church, your life is over. Old school. No excuses. I got a cold. Here's some Kleenex. Go. I don't feel well. Jesus will make you feel better. 
Wow. Right? She was not Muslim, so you got to understand it in her context. Right? I don't feel well. Well, then you won't be able to eat my fried chicken. Oh, I feel so great. <laughs> Suddenly I'm reformed. Watch what the Quran does. The Quran doesn't allow for this. We're not prophets. We're just, you know, whatever. Allah says, Alam ta'lam anna In the correlation, in context of mulk, what Allah has given us, Allah says, Alam ta'lam, O Muhammad, singular, don't you know that Allah has all the mulk? And then suddenly in Arabic this happens. It's not nice in English, but in Arabic it happens. But none of you, not only you Muhammad, you and your ummah have any helper but Allah. Meaning all of you share in the responsibility. Not just Muhammad So the tense changes from mufrad to jama'ah. You Muhammad, you Muhammad, all of you, you and your ummah. So there's none of that. I'm not a prophet. When you say, Ashhadu anna Muhammad and abduhu wa rasuluhu, you become part of the best clique. You become part of responsible people. I become part of people that live for something greater. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and yahdiyana in the stakhdim ma atana subhanahu wa ta'ala fi ta'ati. Ask Allah to guide us to use what He has given us towards His obedience. Ask Allah to make us brave. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us be strong. Ask Allah to unite us with Sayyidina Muhammad. Aqulu qawri hadha. Astaghfirullah li wa lakum fastaghfiruh. Innahu hul ghafur rahim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Rasulillah. Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man wala. Perhaps people are asking like, what is this mulk? What does this mean? Basically every single thing you have. Every single thing I have is considered a gift from the sovereignty of Allah. It's a gift if we use it right. That's why Allah says, وَابْتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِ After Salatul Jum'ah, go work hard, hustle. But hustle for the fadl, what's good. If we fail to use what Allah has given us for the right thing, we don't consider it theologically as risk. Specifically, you know what we consider it? A trial, fitna. And that's why the Prophet said that the feet of a person will not move on the last day until they're asked about four things. All these are from the mulk of Allah that we have the choice to use for good or the choice to use for bad. And umrihi fi ma'afna, how he or she destroyed their life. Their time. There's another narration. وَعَنْ شَبَابِهِ فِي مَأَفْنَا On his or her youth. You know what youth is? Youth is high octane. My son, mashallah, I like to put him on blast because I can. He likes to tell me I'm lazy, I'm lazy. I said, if you're lazy, what's the difference between you at 16 and someone that can't move at 84? It's the same thing. You're chilling on the bed, you're chilling on the bed, but at least they want to do something, they just can't. So we find a very beautiful dua that we should learn. It's on my Instagram page. Sorry to make a shameless plug, but that's not the intention here. That the Prophet taught us how to start our nights and our days staying focused on using the mulk. 
Because when I realize that the mulk that Allah has given me is raw material to, to use, that's going to open up possibilities for me. That's not going to shut things down. That's going to open me up. Allah says in Surah Al-Baqarah, we talk about this on Tuesday in Usul Al-Fiqh. Allah made everything for you. Rock with it. Handle your business. And people always come, is this halal? Is this halal? Is this halal? The origin of everything is halal unless you can prove it's haram. That's what Allah said to the Sahaba, حُرِّمَتْ عَلَيْكُمْ Forbidden for you because, forbidden for you because they understood things normally to be what? Permissible. So they were able to use their talents and use their gifts. They weren't a myopic community that simply lived in the masjid. When we look at the Sahaba, we see artisans. We see people that were in, involved in the markets. We see artists, poets. We see great people who were able not to mute their talent, but to redirect their talent. Ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah, he has a beautiful statement about this. He said, Islam didn't come to destroy anybody's culture. We don't believe in cultural appropriation. That's why we all look different right now. We all have different type of stuff. He said, it came to polish, not to destroy. So instead of like sometimes, I know we come to Islamic schools, we've been exposed to people that kind of make us feel bad because we have talents. We have gifts. But who gave you the gift? It's Allah. Al-Mulk from Allah. It's not the gift. It's how I use it. So this dua, the Prophet would say in the morning and the evening, Amsayna wa amsal mulku lillah. You know, we arrive at the evening and all sovereignty belongs to Allah. And if you think about what I'm saying, the choice of how I use Allah's, the sovereignty He has bestowed upon me, then you'll understand now Surah Al-Mulk. Ah, Surah Al-Mulk. Tabaraka ladhi biyadihi al-mulk wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadir. Blessed be the one who has all the mulk, all the power, all the sovereignty, and he is in control of all things. And now you understand the second verse. الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْمَوْتَ وَالْحَيَاةَ لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا Who made life and death as part of his mulk as a test for you to see how well you live. So life in itself is mulk. Everything around me is a test. How am I living? What am I going to do on Friday night? How am I going to spend my evening? What am I going to engage in? That's mulk. That's the test. And that's why the Prophet would say, Amsayna wa amsal mulku lillah. We arrive at the evening and all sovereignty belongs to Allah. Walhamdulillah. And praise be to Allah. And when we ask Allah for guidance, we're asking Allah, guide us to use the mulk that you have given us for you. That's why Abdullah ibn Mas'ud said, La yanaru Allahu bima'asiyati. No one will ever attain what's with Allah through disobedience. Willful disobedience. And the dua continues, all praise is due to Allah who gave this to me. Yesterday I saw my daughter crawl for the first time. This is incredible, it's kind of scary though. Got a baby proof. Every single hole in my house. Anyone want to come over this weekend? 
But then I said, Subhanallah, Sakhalalana Hadihi. You know, like Subhanallah, even crawling. We couldn't even crawl without Allah's permission. Yet we get arrogant because we got some fly shoes on. We used to be in baby shoes. La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la. We begin the evening by recognizing Allah's transcendence. We're in the ever shrinking sphere of worship in the world today with the ever encroaching high tides of disobedience. It becomes important that we engage in dhikr as a form of spiritual rebellion and resilience against that tide. Then the Prophet would say, Rabbi as'aluka khayra ma fi hadihi layla. Oh Allah, I ask you for the good in this night. Means, give me that good from that, that mulk, man. Let me use it for the right things. Wa khayra ma ba'daha. And the good after it. I seek refuge from the evil. That means me. I may potentially do something wrong in this night. And the evil that comes after it. Oh Allah, I seek refuge from, from being lazy. I don't use what you've given me. And the ailments that befall people as they get old. There's another point that I wanted to make, make, we'll work on it next time, inshallah. Is that all power isn't a bad thing. Power is mulk. So I can either turn power into risk, if Allah guides me, or I can turn power into fitna. There's a difference between the power of Fir'aun and the power of Dhul Qurnayn. In the story of Sulaiman, Allah mentions that we, 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 we revealed to Sulaiman the knowledge of, of magic. But he didn't go for it. He knew this is a test. That's why the, the Malaika said to those people, It's a fitna. It's a fitna. You can't use it for good. Because we believe something. Anything in Allah's mulk that is designated haram or designated as evil in itself is a fitna if we use it in the name of trying to do it right. When I was in college, there was this brother, and I'll finish with this story. It's kind of funny because everybody looks scared. We, we first became Muslim. We used to go to this club before we became Muslim. This is before the before, we have the before Muslim clause, mashallah. One time my wife caught me. She's like, that was like three years ago, though. I converted again. So that brother, he was not coming to the Friday night halakas. We used to have like what we call convert detox. Where you had to be in this program for like two or three months before you were unleashed. You know, we had to get out of our dialysis, man. So we started asking him, bro, where are you? He's like, oh man, I go to the club every Friday night. That same club. We said, subhanAllah, why? I said, man, I'm making dawah, bro. I'm going back in the club. I'm calling all the people to Allah. <laughs> he said, man. He said to him, where? In the DJ booth? He said, on the dance floor. <laughs> Promise is what he said. And then one of the old brothers from the Dar, Dar Islam, he said to him, nah, brother, you're being made dawah too. You deceived yourself. So it's very important when we think about mulk, that we rely on Allah's guidance. And what's wrong is wrong. Al-halal bayin wal-haram bayin.
What's clear is clear. So ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, next time we'll build on the idea of healthy power. As the Prophet said, Al-Mu'min al-Qawi khayrun wa ahabbu ilallah. The strong believer is more beloved to Allah. So ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wa iyakum. We pray for our sister Betty Shabazz, the wife of Malcolm Shabazz, who many people forget the great effort that she made, the struggles that she made, the sacrifice that she made, raising those daughters by herself. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, may Allah expand her grave. May Allah put light in her grave. May Allah accept her as the shuhada. And we pray for her husband. And all of the black American Muslims and black African Muslims that were brought to this country that died. When you read the story of people that were in bondage in Georgia and they still taught the Maliki Madhab even though they were in bondage. You have a person who wrote the Risal of Ibn Abi Zayd al-Qairawani by his hand in bondage in Atlanta, in, in Georgia. Because he understood, no matter where I am, I have to use the mulk for Allah. May Allah bless every one of those brothers and sisters. May Allah bless those that we know and accept those that we don't know. We ask Allah subhanahu wa to bless our communities across this country that we can truly be allies to people in deed and in action. Ask Allah subhanahu wa to make us from those people who understand to use what Allah has given us is perfectly fine but to give us the tawfiq to use it correctly. Ask Allah subhanahu wa to help our brothers and sisters with substance abuse. May Allah subhanahu wa make the wine of the hereafter more beloved to us than the wine in this dunya. Ask Allah subhanahu wa to protect us from those who may be abusing us or mistreating us. Ask Allah to bless our brothers and sisters in prison. May Allah subhanahu wa free those who are truly innocent. May Allah subhanahu wa make us allies of those people who are unjustly incarcerated. We pray for our brothers and sisters on the border who have been separated from their children. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring them together. We pray for our imams. We ask Allah to give them tawfiq and to guide them. We pray for our sisters who hold it down. You know, many of our sisters who are wearing hijab, they are automatically in the game. Brothers, we have to warm up. Right? We have to stretch. We go out in the streets. You know, I can become William real quick. But subhanAllah, may Allah strengthen and bless those soldiers those sisters on the front lines. May Allah subhanahu wa help us to be true allies to our sisters who are mistreated and oftentimes neglected astaghfirullah in the name of religion. We pray that Allah subhanahu wa make us men in the way of the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa to make us lovers of the masculinity of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We ask Allah to make the Quran beloved to us. We ask Allah to help the people in China Ask Allah to protect those people and cure those people who have been impacted by this very difficult test, this virus. We ask Allah to bless our brothers and sisters in Kashmir, and the Rohingya, in Bangladesh, in Palestine, in Syria, and Idlib now where the last bastion of fighters for freedom are being fought by so many different powers. We ask Allah, We pray for our brothers and sisters in Palestine and all over the world. And most importantly, we pray for ourselves. May Allah forgive us. May Allah accept us. May Allah guide us. Oh Allah, use us. Ask Allah to take us and use us for His obedience. We ask Allah to cause the people's hearts to turn to us in a friendly manner and to make us be those who will be a means for people to find guidance to Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rabbana atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana. 
وقنا عذاب النار سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون والسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين